0: You're one of a kind and so are your taxes. That's why TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you, learn about your unique tax situation, and help you get the best tax outcome. Maybe you're moonlighting as a rideshare driver and have questions about what qualifies as a deduction. Maybe you want an expert to walk you through the process since most of your income last year came from freelance jobs. Or maybe you would like to hand the whole tax filing process off to an expert while you perfect your banana bread recipe. Whether you want to file with the help of an expert or let the expert do the filing for you, TurboTax Live Tax Experts are there to help. They're there to give you the confidence that you need to know whether you want to file with the help of an expert or... Let an expert do the filing for you. TurboTax Live tax experts are here to help, giving you the confidence to know that you're one of a kind. Uniquely, you taxes are done right. Intuit TurboTax Live.
1: Man, it was like, all right, I got a shifty guy, but he's slow. Oh, that ain't nothing. I got a big guy, he's fast. Oh, I'll get my hands on him. That ain't nothing. I got a big guy, but he's shifty and strong. Oh, that ain't nothing. I got a big guy or a small guy, and they got great jump ball skills. Oh, that ain't nothing. That's what I do. But when I got a little guy who's shifty and he got straight line speed, that's when I used to be like, ah, sh- here we go, Jim. <laughs> These the ones right I'm here. So that's That's Tyreek Hill.
0: Hey, now it's cracking. Welcome to episode 160 of the Jim Rohn Podcast. And as always, thank you so much for swinging by the side hustle and making this a part of your listening routine. This week, I'm hyped on this. My guest is a Super Bowl champ, a five-time Pro Bowler. He is already one of my favorite analysts in the game, and he's only done a couple of games so far. He is the pride of KU football. He is the co-host of the Call to the Booth podcast. He is Akib Tlaib. No better dude to talk to right now than a guy who made his living lining up against the very best quarterbacks in the world because that's exactly what we're going to have next Sunday in Tampa. Mahomes v. Brady. So let's chop it up with a guy who was born to break this game down. Episode 160 with to Tlaib starts right now. Akib, it is so good to have you on this podcast, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Listen, before we get into everything you're doing off the field right now and then the matchup on the field in Tampa, first things first, how are you and yours doing in these most challenging of times?
1: We good, man. We making it over here. Uh, Times is crazy in Dallas, Texas. That's where we reside. And uh, it's crazy out here right now, but, man, we're doing our best, man. We're doing our best to stay safe, and uh, we've been good so far.
0: Good, good to hear it. Now, listen, your broadcasting career, I think, is off to an amazing start, which I'm going to get to in a minute. But I'm always fascinated to see how great and proud athletes end their careers. Like, so few get to go out on their own terms. It can be a really gut-wrenching time if you're not ready to go. What was it like for you to walk off the field for the last time?
1: uh mine wasn't really on my own terms as well but I think all in all I was I was satisfied with my my total project but uh that last feeling man it's it's I didn't know mine was my last my last game you know what I'm saying that's that's the 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 thing about my last game I didn't know it was my last game I I just thought we lost to Seattle and I broke my broke three ribs in that game I didn't think that was gonna be my last game but you know it is it's I guess I don't know that feeling. Like, walking off like, dang, this is going to be my last game. I don't know that feeling, Jim, because I ain't never do it.
0: No, I hear you. I hear you. So, like, the thing is, I mean, you could have come back. Bill Belichick did try to convince you to rejoin the Patriots. What was his pitch to you, Aqib? Like, what did he say to you?
1: Uh, uh, Bill just wanted me to – he said, I need, you to, I need somebody to come and strap these tight ends for me, man. I got tie, I got a big-time tight end coming up week after week. And and if anybody can do that, I know you can do that. So that was that was his pitch right there. I needed you to do that and and, and you could do it for this amount of money, this is how much money I got for you. So it was straight to the point, man. He the goat, he Bill, so he don't beat around the bush a lot.
0: All right, so, so was, I know you it, you it, it reached straight to you, the point with Bill. Yeah, right. See so respect that. I mean any player wants that, right? Just be straight with me, just shoot me straight. But then you look Definitely. for the schedule, right, and you look at the list of tight ends, what did you see and what did you think?
1: I seen I seen exactly what Bill said he had, man. It was a dog week after week. So the the, the tight ends in the division was dogs. So I'm like, man, it's, it's, can I even fulfill this fulfill this role that Bill want me to do? You know what I'm saying? So once I started, like, questioning if I could strap the tight ends, because, you know, that's like physical play, too. I ain't just thinking about guarding them. I'm thinking about banging with him in his box, being in the run game, and all that stuff, right? So – I just was dis disinterested in it, honestly, man. I was like, nah, I ain't I at ain't, I ain't no point in my career I'm really trying to do that. I thought I was, but when I really got to looking at it, really got to watching some watching some Patrick Chung tape, honestly, because that's the role I was gonna be playing. I really got to watching that tape, and man, he get all the runs ran. He, if he in the box, they run it to Chung, cause he the littlest guy in the box. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I I, I, I I wasn't really ready for it, so I declined it.
0: It, that's a really honest response actually like i mean if you have to question it like when was the last time you ever questioned it or yourself yeah, but, right i mean that's the answer right there right
1: exactly and and that and that's that's how i knew it was time for me to hang them up you know what i'm saying if i'm lead is questioning itself as far as football like oh no nah. so that was my that was my that was my you know my sign right there so
0: i took it all right, so then you move on to the next thing. Now, obviously, talking about the game is not the same thing as playing the game, but it seems like you're having a hell of a time in the booth. What's it been like broadcasting the game so far?
1: It's been fun, man. It's a lot funner than I thought it would be. So it's a lot of work. Don't get me wrong; it's a lot of work, just like playing. But it's a lot of fun, man. You, 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 you—the voice of the game. You know what I'm saying? So. You kind of got to lead the charge as far as what's going on in the game, the vibe of the game, who in the game. So I did not know how I would enjoy that. But, but driving to the airport after my first game, I was like, man, I I, I, really, can, I really could see myself doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? So uh, now now I'm in on, on, on trying to be the best at it. Now I'm trying to do it full time. I'm going I'm to do some things in the offseason to get better at it. And uh, I'm trying to do it full time now.
0: Listen, I think that you've got half this thing figured out already. Like, for instance, obviously, because of who you are and because you play the game, Obviously, that's going to give you a leg up. The thing that you understand, though, and I'm so glad to hear you say that, because a lot of times guys would say to me, I mean, the fuck do I know, right? I didn't play the game, but I know this much. Guys would say to me who played the game, I want to get into broadcasting. What should I do? And, Akeem, my reaction was always the same. I'd say, listen, listen, it's not the same thing as playing the game. It'll never be as cool as playing the game, but don't respect it, man. You have to go after it like it's the same thing. If you've got that same drive for it, you can be great. And I bring that up because you told the big lead something, that I thought was really great. You said, "quote I'm attacking the booth." End a quote. What does that mean? Attacking the booth.
1: Attacking the booth is is shit. It means I'm I'm how I'm going into it. Like you attack football is how you how you preparing for it, how I'm going into it. My mentality going into it. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's in other words, I would have said I'm going into it. I'm going into the booth like you know what I'm saying. So yes, it's, it's in a sense just just my mental going into it. You know what I'm saying beforehand. My confidence, my preparation, everything. So that's what I meant by attacking.
0: No, I absolutely understand. That's that's exactly what I'm getting at. Like the guys, the guys who kind of treat it like a hobby or like it's a victory lap or it's like something owed to them, man. They're not going to make it. They're not going to last. You right. have to respect it. But if, quote, if you attack the booth, you'll be fine. Now. Right. I do have to know this. I got to know this. Who cut? Who cut that brilliant green holiday suit that you were rocking at the end of the season? I know you've talked about <laughs> this, but I got to know where that came from.
1: Uh, Elevate. Elevate is the company you probably heard of them. LV, some people say LV, some people say Elevate. You know, uh, they're a super popular suit company, man. All the guys in the league, bunch of guys in the league uh use them, but the, the lady I use is Chandra. She's been doing my suit since 2008. So, man, Chandra always take care of me, man, from Elevay. Elevay, Elevay, you know. They got to tell me how to say it because I, I I always, every interview, I say the same thing. Elevay, Elevay, I don't really know how to pronounce it. But, man, they definitely cut it up, man. Chandra, I told her I wanted something festive. She did the thing, man. She gave me the, the perfect suit, perfect shoes. Time set it off, man, so I always appreciate
0: her. Oh, I love that. Listen, here's the thing, though, right? So, like, it was festive. I, hell yes, it was festive. Here's the issue with a suit like this, man, and you know this. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. When you have something that unique and something that fresh, and then everybody knows about it, the question then is, when do you break it out again? Or, or because of everything I just said, can you never break that thing out ever again?
1: Yeah, you can't wear it again. That's, that's one of the one-and-dones. You know, you might be able to pull off, different color pants and different shirt different top with just the jacket you know you might be able to pull that off or something else but as far as that that same fit right there that's just you no know, that's one that's one of the one and done suits.
0: Well, so let me ask you this if that if that fit is one and done is that a matter of it's it's a good investment because everybody saw it or do you just need fuck you money to go one and done with a fit like that because i know that <laughs> stuff ain't cheap yeah. dude i know
1: yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a waste of money, man. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be one of the things that, that you that you look back on ten years, like, damn, I was wasting my money on this and this and them one and done suits is definitely gonna be in that category. So
0: I feel you. All right, so what about style, man? Like personally I you know, I, I'm getting a little bit older myself, but I like suiting it up. I've always liked dressing it up. But, you know, the trend, especially with folks working from home or staying home and in a COVID era, people are dressing it down. They're getting more casual with it. What is your personal approach to style going forward, especially as it relates to being on the air?
1: Well, you know, I've I, I always been one of the more fashionable guys on the team. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I got it from my sisters, man, one of my youngest sisters. She was always in the name brands and clothes so so you know I always kind of looked up to her and that's where I got that that part of my life from all my style My mother too my mother is always in the clothes and stuff like that so I kind of got that from my sister and my mom and it never stopped so man once I was able to afford some stuff I, I always made sure my closet is nice and uh, if I was to get in the booth I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be one of the sharpest guys in the booth like I said I'm gonna attack the booth just like I did the game, and you got to look good, man. You got to look good, then you'll play good, just like Prime said, man. So got to look good. That's where it
0: starts. Dude, you're one step ahead of me. I was just going to say, it's like your guy Prime said, look good, feel good, feel good, play good, and I'm it's part you. of attacking the booth, dude. Looking good is part of attacking the booth. Am I right? It's part of attacking it, Jim. I'm telling you, it's, it's you got to look good. That's Preach.
1: Going Driving to the stadium, you want to you wanna feel like you're untouchable, right? So you want to feel like you're to win this game. And, and you got to win them games in that booth, too.
0: Man, that's smart. All right, speaking of the game, you got – let me say this. Before the NFC Championship game, you were on record. You said that you liked Tampa Bay and the way they matched up with Green Bay, and you were right. But Kansas City, man, we know that's a totally different deal now. What are your early thoughts, Akeem, about the matchup, Tampa Bay and Kansas City? How do you see that playing out?
1: All right, all right well, well, first, Jim – it, it, on my first episode of Call to the Booth, my podcast, my Super Bowl prediction was the Chiefs on the Bucks. So before, so before I, like it. I picked the I picked the Bucks uh, this past weekend. I picked them at the beginning of the year. That's why I really had to pick them this weekend because I had to stand on my pick. You know what I'm saying? So, but this 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 matchup is interesting, man. I feel like it's two teams in the league, and it's the Bucks and the Chiefs. Whereas then you can't play zone against them because their quarterback is too good for you to play zone against him. He know every zone. He going to make the right read. He's going to be patient and drive the ball downfield. Like he's going to make all the right decisions versus zone. So I mean, that's what zone coverage is. You 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 try to make teams get impatient. I mean, impatient and uh, you know, get a turnover or try to force a throw, get a, something like that. So good quarterbacks they they tear zone up. And then you can't play man against them because the weapons that they have around them, the Mike Evans, the Godwins, the Kelsey's, the Tyreek Hills, the Hardman's, the A B's, all the weapons they got around them, it makes it tough for you to play man against them. And it's only really it's 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 two teams who got the perfect quarterback for zone, the perfect quarterback for man, and the weapons around them to to not allow you to play man. And then both of these teams like to play man on defense. So it's like two identical teams, Jim man. It's it's tough. It's tough. It's the it's the young Tom Brady. Versus Tom Brady himself, you know what I'm mean? saying? <laughs> so it's 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 a tough matchup, man. I think this is going to be one of the best Super Bowls we saw in a long time. But you have to pass the crown sometime, man. And the football guys do what they do. I think they rewarded Tom and letting him host the first Super Bowl at home. But I think he might have to pass the crown, man. Much as I, I hate to say it, I'm the biggest Tom Brady fan in the world. I'm probably going to be rooting for the Bucks. But it's just so hard for me to bet against Andy Reid and them Chiefs, man. And Andy is a genius. He's been winning games for a long time in our league. And and Patrick Mahomes is just different, Jim. He's just different. I saw a lot of quarterbacks, played against a lot of quarterbacks. And this guy got it figured out like a 10-year vet right now. And he only in year three or four. So tough to bet against them Chiefs, Jim.
0: Akeem, there is so much to like in that. Man, I love that response, and you're right. I I don't know. The goat's the goat, and he's had a great year, and he's got weapons all across the field, but I don't know how you bet against Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Akeem, from a pure talent standpoint, and you've gone up against some of the best ever sling it, but from a pure talent standpoint, have you ever seen a quarterback with Patrick Mahomes' skill set?
1: No. I've never seen a quarterback who can – who can – at the line of scrimmage work like Peyton who can compete and, and make all kind of throws and read the defense like Tom, but he could run and, 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 and live in the pocket like Russell Wilson. And then he could throw the ball farther than any quarterback ever played the game. You know what I'm saying? And so he got the best attributes you can give a quarterback and on top of that, you give him the best tight end in the game and you give him the fastest receiver in the game. So he can actually, he can actually use that 70. He can throw the ball 65, 70 yards in the game. And he can actually use that in the game because he got a receiver who can go get it. You know what I'm saying? So it's, I never, I never seen somebody, I never seen a quarterback like, like uh, Patrick Mahomes.
0: Akeem, I'm glad you laid it out like that because I was going to ask you, like when you played, who would be more of a challenge for you to deal with? Like a big body threat like Travis Kelsey or a dude who just flies like Tyreek Hill?
1: Definitely. For me, it's definitely a, a Tyreek Hill, a smaller, shiftier receiver. But on top of that, he got gassed at like straight line speed. Oh, that's that was my nightmare when I played, man. It was like, all right, I got a shifty guy, but he's slow. Oh, that ain't nothing. I got a big guy, he's fast. Oh, I'll get my hands on him. That ain't nothing. I got a big guy, but he's shifty and strong. Oh, that ain't nothing. I got a big guy or a small guy and they got great jump ball skills. Oh, that ain't nothing. That's what I do. But when I got a little guy who's shifty and he got straight line speed, that's when I used to be like, ah oh, shit, here we go, Jill. <laughs> These the ones right <laughs> I'm here. Bad. So that's that's Tyreek Hill at, at at his finest, man. He's shifty. He's shifty. And he got and he's the fastest person in the NFL. So, man, he's he a nightmare for DBs, man. You see, the Bucs already tried to play man coverage on, on Tyreek Hill. And, you know, that probably was probably was Carlton Davis third worst game of his life. You know what I'm saying? I, and I watched Carlton Davis third. He's a good up-and-coming corner. He's gonna be one of the top five corners in our league just because his heart, his confidence and his heart match with his skill. That's what it takes to be a, a top five corner in the league. And he has all that. But you see, he tried. They left him and, and, and treated Tyreek Hill like he was regular. You cannot do that, Jim. So it's impossible to do that. I don't Akeem, care who got
0: him. Akeem, when you talk about straight line speed, I mean, you tell me I'm wrong. I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen a guy with straight line speed like that. I was talking about why do they call this guy the cheetah? This guy would beat a cheetah down straight line speed. This dude is 0-60 in less than a second. Have you ever seen a guy with straight line? I mean, and he's shifty. You're right. I mean, he's really shifty. But have you ever seen a guy with straight line speed like Hill?
1: Man, probably Moss.
0: Yeah, Moss was, that was probably
1: the last the last person to touch the league who really – like if Moss had a Patrick Mahomes, a guy who could throw it 60 and 70, Moss, uh, he'd go crazy, you know what I'm saying? Because as DBs, man, we play man coverage, or if we play zone coverage, all our life or all our college, you know, our adult life, Fades drop at like 45. Some of them man coverage, 35, 40. Zone coverage, 45 yards, like – that's where that's where deep balls drop around there, forty five, fifty yards. Like now if I gotta defend sixty five and seventy yards, that's Forget like, man, it. come on now. I can't even <laughs> run that. I can't run my fastest that long. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's it's tough, man. And and it's probably just Moss. I'll say Randy Moss was probably the last receiver who can really cover ground like Tyreek.
0: Yeah, it's six five though, the difference, right? It's six yeah. five. And it
1: looked different too. It don't even look like Moss. Nah running fast as Tyreek, but he's covering so much ground, it's the same.
0: Good. Exactly. So, keep like, what about, like, Tyron Matthew? Like, I love this guy so much. I love his game, his versatility, his playmaking ability. He's got that great leadership and toughness. He plays way bigger than he actually is. What do you see when you watch him play?
1: Well, Tyreek Hill, I mean, uh, Tyron Matthew, man, He it's, it's, it's certain guys on, on teams, right? And, and they call it like glue guys. Uh go downstairs, boy. They call it like glue guys, man. They the guys who they super confident. They they confidence is 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 the aroma that you smell in the locker room. Usually when they on the team, that's a confident team. They confidence rub throughout the whole locker room. They great leaders and they play match matchup they words. You know what I'm saying? They 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 kinda like the, you know, the police. In the locker room, they keep everything in order, man. They 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 do everything right themselves as far as football, you know. They do everything right themselves, and they play match that. You know what I'm saying? It's you you barely see those kind of guys, those Ray Lewis type, you know, those kind of characters, man. Those Derrick Brooks type of guys, and, and Honey Badger is one of those guys, man. Matthew was definitely one of those locker room leaders, those glue guys. And that confidence that he brings, you can see it. It rub off on all the rest of the guys, man. So it's unmatched. It's called a quarterback on defense, and every defense don't have a quarterback, man. And, and the Chiefs have one. So as 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 whatever people want to say about the Chiefs defense, when it's time for them boys to play, they always play because they got a guy like that, man. He always gonna have them guys thinking, oh yeah, we can beat these guys, and we can make this play right now. It don't take it don't take much. It don't take too many guys on defense to turn up a defense. And, man, if you got a guy like that, you're really going to turn up your defense.
0: Keith, that is so interesting what you just said, because if you look at the numbers, right, like numerically or analytically, their defense isn't necessarily all that, but they seem like Mm. whenever they need to play up, whenever they're on the biggest stage, they can turn it up. They can dial it up. What is that? Explain that to me.
1: I'm telling you, it's just a, it's just a confidence, man. It's, it's, it's only so many coverages you can play. It's only, it's only, you know, a, a D that can only be so strong and only so quick. You know what I'm saying? It ain't, it ain't, it ain't like magic or nothing out there, man. It's just really the the most confident guys out there win their matchups. You know what I'm saying? It's receiver versus DBs. It's, it's whoever the most confident. That's that's probably who gonna win that matchup. The one who's scared, he probably gonna lose. You know what I'm saying? And, and when you had guys like that, I'm one of them guys, Jim, you look at every team I played on from Berkner high school to Kansas to any team I played on, man, any coach I ever played for, they'll tell you like, Oh yeah. Keeb is one of our glue guys, man. He's one of our most positive guys. He's one of the most positive guys on the team. When stuff going left, you're going to hear somebody, man, we straight, we good. We, you know what I'm saying? One of those glue guys. And, and, when you when you had guys like that, man, it, it rub off on the rest of the team. So all your sixes turn to sevens, all your seven and a half guys on the team turn to eight and a half, and they only do that when you when you put a guy like that around them.
0: Dude, you're a fucking revelation. You know what you should have done? You should have retired earlier so you could talk about the game sooner. <laughs> write that shit down. Dude, write that shit down. You can go with that and even claim that as yours. No, man. Like, Akeem, for instance, I love that. Like, you, I know exactly what you're talking about. Glue guys. Were you Hell always yeah. like that? Were you always like that? Were you kind of wired for it? Or did you learn that? Did you say, hey, man, this is something I can bring to it? I got to be that guy that lifts other people up. Or were you just like that?
1: Nah, I think, I, I think I was always like that. Uh, from the first time I played football was, Eighth grade in Dallas, Texas. First time I put on shoulder pads and helmet.
0: What was that and like, immediately, man? Yeah, I was, no, dude, I got to know. What was that like the first time you put on that bonnet and the pads in Dallas, Texas? What was that like?
1: It was crazy. It was crazy, Jim. It was, you know, I I, I, I not know what to think. We played all the time at recess and on the streets and in fields and stuff like that. But I never put on shoulder pads and the helmet. And I was the biggest football fan in the world in Cleveland, Ohio and Trenton, New Jersey. So then we moved to Dallas, eighth grade. And uh, bam, it was time to play. So it was weird, man. I remember I was nervous. I was I was scared. I looked like you football. I didn't really want to run into nobody full speed. Then uh, I remember one of my one of my best friends right now, his name Kelvin Johnson. He we we did this tackling drill, and he was hitting legs, bam, running through guys' legs full speed. So I'm like, okay, all right. Cause first I started off tackling high, Jim. You know I ain't never did this, so I started off, you know, just tackling with my chest, hands, and stuff. And then I started, I I said, all right, I'm going to go shoot some legs out like him. I started shooting legs out. And then now I think that was, that was the nervousness I was, not about my play, but just on the tackling part of it, like the contact part of it. I had to get that part down. And and my dog, Kellen Johnson, he, he was shooting them legs out. And once I got, okay, I had a nice little form I can go to as far as tackling. I was good after that.
0: So, keep like, Prime, he was your guy. He was definitely your guy, and understandably so, man. There's nobody, nobody ever liked Prime, but, you know, Prime, you know, if there, if there was a rap, if in fact there actually is a rap, you know, my man didn't necessarily love, love contact like you did. Like, when you, when you saw that, did you ever have any issue with that? Were you like, oh, no, come on now. Nobody can do what that guy can do. Leave it alone.
1: Nah, yeah. He was, he was so good, man. Like, when I was little, I didn't even notice that he didn't like the tackle, you know what I'm saying? I ain't <laughs> noticed it. Cause really they never threw to his side. When the <laughs> running back come over there, most times he on this man, he might be getting blocked or something. And if, if he had to make a tackle, he made it. So, I mean, it might not been a, a, a hit stick type of tackle, but I've seen them tackle. So I, I didn't even realize, you know what I'm saying? That stereotype or that little, you know, that little, whatever they put on, uh on prime. I didn't even notice that till I was in 16, 17, till I was older. You know what I'm saying? But I know when I was young and I was watching him, I was never watching that game. Like, man, prime not tackling today. <laughs> I was watching like, prime strapping out here, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it, it was, it don't even cross my mind, man. He's the best to ever do it, man. He he, he started he started the trend of being a DB, cool. Being, you know what I'm saying? He made guys want to be cornerbacks.
0: Keep, I don't know. It's more amazing to me the fact that you had 10 career pick sixes. Or the fact that you named every one of them? Dude, do you remember? Uh, How many of those names do you remember?
1: Shit, I remember all of them. Give them to me. <laughs> I got a list of them, honestly. I'm going to see if it's on my on my thing.
0: Any credit card can offer cash back, but only Discover matches all the cash back that you've earned at the end of your first year. It's like getting one of those birthday cards that's shaped like cash so you already know there's cash inside before you even open it up. But in this case, it is stuffed with your first year cash back match, and you don't even have to send a thank you note. Cashback match only by Discover card. Learn more at discover.com match. Discover something brighter. So, Aqib, so five-time Pro Bowler, 35 career INTs, 10 pick sixes. These are enormous numbers. Now, you've got some time still, but have you thought – I mean, are they Hall of Fame numbers? Have you thought about how many you might look – you want to talk about a fit. Have you thought about how you might look in one of those yellow blazers?
1: I definitely have. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know, Jim. That's why I, I always thought about – I always – you know, I, I Hall of Fame study, right? So I see all the cornerbacks in the Hall of Fame. I see their numbers. And I and most of them play like 14, 16 years type stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I always was like, man, I got to get up to 13, 14. If I get up to 13, 14, I'm in that Hall of Fame. So I ain't make it up there. I, I got burnt out, right? I ain't, I ain't make it to year 13, 14. I made it through 12. And I look at the numbers, man, and, you know, it's so the picks is not not up there with all errors, but it's not low either. You know, the interceptions is more. I got a Super Bowl. I got the Pro Bowls, two All Pros, man. So it's it's borderline there, you know what I'm saying? But it's it's a different game now. I don't know if I don't know if anybody retired with fifty picks and stuff now. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just a different it's a different game we play. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see. It's an interesting question. You know, I, I I look at it all the time. I pray for it all the time. But I guess in, in due time, we'll see.
0: I respect that. I don't have a vote. I'm not exactly sure. I've never sat in the room. I'm not exactly sure about the criteria, but I'm looking at the numbers and you're right, man. You're very much in the conversation. Time will tell. Time will tell. You know, you, Akeem, you've had, and I'm so glad to talk to you, man. This is so fun. You've had some fierce, fierce battles on the field, lots of them. And yeah. most notably, man, with one of my favorite, favorite, favorite dudes ever, Steve Smith. How intense were those battles, man? What were those Sundays like when you and he would lock up?
1: Man, Steve is probably one of my favorite guys to go against, man. And, and Steve was just like, it was like, all right, I'm going to start the game. I'm locked in. I'm I'm here to play football, right? <laughs> but Steve was going to make sure that we do a little bit more than play football every time, man. It was it was like I was expecting it. I'm always going to let him do what he do first. If he don't want to do nothing, we'll have a nice and neat game. But Steve always wanted to wrestle a little bit and talk a little bit, man. And I respected it because, you know, that's what kind of competitor I am. So, man, you know, he made it fun. He always made it fun for me. Uh always, it was always gonna be tough. He's one of those guys. He's shifty. He ain't Steve ain't really no straight line speed guy, but he 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 almost checked every other box, man. He's shifty. He got ball skills, he got great routes. He a dog. So I always knew I was gonna have to, I was gonna have to be on my A game when I went against him, man. And 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 it was probably Steve, Roddy White, Megatron. That was probably probably some of my favorite, favorite, funnest matchups.
0: Yeah, all those guys, man. Different guys, but Steve, man. Like, Akeeb, I don't even know how to explain that. Like, obviously, part of it is how he came up. But, and he and I have talked about over the years. I mean, I, like, I love the guy, and he's good with me, and I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I'm still afraid of Steve Smith. Like, I, I'm not crossing that dude ever. And he and I are good. I just know there's certain dudes you know you don't fuck with. You just don't. Even <laughs> even, even you just don't want to make a mistake, right? Like, I don't know, dude. I, if you could, I would buy. I would give any amount of money I had to buy and bottle what he has. You know that 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 chip, that it, that toughness. Like, where does yeah. that come from? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think I think it's just, man, it, it's it's instilled in you, man. You know what I'm saying?
1: Everything happened for a reason. So when you three and stuff happened and you four or five, all that stuff happened, and the next thing you know, you twenty five year old on the football field and, and you're trying to cremate people, man. That's just the, the life that you've been through, man. You know what I'm saying? That's the when somebody taught you about competing, that's the message that you got. Oh, I gotta compete like this. This is the highest level of competition. So I mean, some people don't really have that. When they got their speech about competition, they got the part that uh, you should shake hands at the end and stuff. So that's when they think competition, that's what they think of, you know, help guys up. And you know what I'm saying? But everybody, you know, you, 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 a guy could stand in front of me and you, Jim, and give a speech and, and me and you could take totally different things out of that speech. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's, I think it's just how you being, how you brought up, man, the stuff that, that you hold on to growing up. That's what make you. That's what make you who you are on that football.
0: I think you're right, dude. I think you're right. I think it's two things. I think it's the things that happen to you, and then what you do with those things. Right? Like right. the same thing could happen to two different people, and one guy might use it, and the other guy might have that thing destroy him. So it's what happens to you, and it's how you use it. Like Akib, what was instilled in you early on about competition? Like what was the message that was hammered into you? And,
1: and the message that was hammered into me was win. You know what I'm saying? We we I got a competitive family too, man. We compete in everything from spades to everything, right? So the PlayStation. I got an older brother. He three years older than me, man. I, I was always the one we had to wait to get on the game. Older cousins and stuff always at the house or we over their house. I was just always the youngest and the baby, so I always had to fight and compete to do whatever because I was always like the underdog I'm the youngest the smallest you know what I'm saying so just win winning winning was super important to me growing up that's what I can remember just playing the game just just you're always trying to win so that's 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 my when I think competition I think you gotta go your hardest because you always trying to win no matter if it's a Uno game with my daughter and my son. I'm whooping on them, and I'm talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Because, all oh, y'all want to play? All right, well, I'm going to play. I only know how to play Uno one way. So I'm going to play. And, and now it's, it's, if you can get a win at the end, I'm going to go all out for it because I love to win.
0: Dude, it's so funny. Like, draw four, kids. Draw four, kids. Exactly. You know, you know what's interesting about that is, like, I got into it with my wife yesterday. I hope she's not listening because uh, we're talking about my son. So I got a, I keep, I got a 16 uh, year old son, right? And He's playing high school baseball. He's in the gym and he likes to work out. But man, the kid's skinny. The kid's skinny. So she thumbs yeah. out this text. I hope, I hope neither of them are listening to this. She thumbs out this text and says, "Man, and the kid, you know, he's he's the tallest one in the family. The kid's like six, a little bit over six feet tall. He's still growing." And she's like, "Man, he's skinny. He's skinny. Don't tell him." I'm like, "What do you mean, don't tell him?" What do you mean don't tell him? He's going to get his ass kicked if I don't tell him. If he wants to compete, man, he's got to eat. He's got to eat. I keep telling him that. Yeah. It's okay, man. You got to tell him. You got to tell him. You got to tell him. It's yeah, okay, man. It doesn't him. make you a bad dad. You got to tell him, man. You got to nah. be real, right? Yeah, you got to be
1: real, man. I mean, like when when I was little. I was little. I got the, I mean, I went to Kansas. I was one, 170-something, six feet, 170-something. And yeah, my dad was on the phone, like, you need to eat. You need to get a meal plan. Make sure you do this. I'm going to send you this so you can do this. Like, you know what I'm saying? He ain't, he never played football. He grew up in the projects and stuff. So, but he know, like, my son got a chance. He's just telling me what he think I need to be doing. And that's what he was telling me. Like, boy, you skinny. You're going to get hurt out here. You need to eat. You need to be, Charles Woodson weighed 210 pounds. And he weighed this. And you need to weigh that, too. If you're gonna be doing what they're doing, so you need to be around there. So you got to tell
0: him, Jim. Got to, got to, and and as always, Pops was right. Really quickly, I keep before I ask you about your podcast and cut you loose. You mentioned Charles Woodson. Wood man, dude, how yeah. classy is that cat?
1: Man, that's one of my favorite, one of my favorite DBs, man, all the time. I remember. Uh, uh, Raheem Moore can attest to this. You know what I'm saying? He was our head coach at the Bucks, and, and we used to come out. He was my head coach for three years at the Bucks, so I used to come out and practice. Now I'm wondering. I practice. I mean, anybody know anything about leave? I'm I'm like I said, I'm competitive, so I practice. I practice hard all the time. So I used to come out at the Bucks like. Okay. I'm, I'm champ today and I used to play champ
0: techniques. I <laughs> love <laughs> oh, that. dude. That is so great. I used to
1: be Charles Woodson. Sometimes I used to be Nambi. I'm Nambi today. Press all day. That was my Nambi. When I'm a press all day, I was Nambi. You know what I'm saying? And when I'm to move around and be in the slot and doing all that stuff, when it's one of my move around days, I'm going to be Charles. You know what I'm saying? So that was definitely one of my favorite guys, man. I, 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 I still remember the first interception. I mean, the, one of his interceptions for a touchdown. He got it in Tampa. I seen it live. The one I seen live, it was. I'm like, oh my god! He threw it. He threw it. I'm like, bro, Charles finna pick that. When he picked it, I'm like, he finna go to the crib. He ran. I'm, I just seen it. It was. I was amazed, really, because that's one of my favorite players. I got to see him do what he do in person. You know what I'm saying? Dude. So man, always, always one of my favorite players, man, of all time.
0: What a great story that is. And then you mentioned Namdi, man, dude. How, okay, so if Wood. If Charles Woodson is classy, then Namdi, man, how smooth is he? This dude, he for so long he was untouchable on the field, and our dude yeah. walks off the field right to Hollywood. The hell is that?
1: Yeah, dude, crazy. See, I, and I didn't even know. I didn't even know Namdi was like doing movies like that. But Much was, less you know, who he's
0: married to, dude. Much less who he's exactly. married to. I know. I
1: know and I, I'm a scandal fan, so I, I know who he's married to but i didn't know he was in it like that but until <laughs> until like pandemic time maybe a little last year or something you know we locked down i'm watching every movie on tv and then i came across the the amazon prime <laughs> watched the movie i'm like oh shit this nabi right here bro oh, I swear dude. i never knew i never knew uh he did movies like that and after i watched that that movie uh you could like click on the face and they show you all the rest of the movies he in and stuff man so man that's that's huge, man. That's that's huge, man. That's that's really doing what you want to do. He wanted to play football. Boom. He wanted to act. So, man, he he checking all boxes, man. Shout Dude, out to Nobby for
0: that. You are the best. So, what do you want to do, man? What boxes? And I'm gonna ask you about the podcast because you got a special app coming up this Sunday that you have to lay out for me. But like, what are your boxes? What boxes are you looking to check now?
1: Uh, I think I'm gonna do the I'm to do the media thing. I I, I kind of like the media thing. I also own a gym out here in Dallas and. uh we probably going to be the best, best gym in Dallas here soon. We, we, we climbing up the ladder right now. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a fact, it's a factory gym. We, man, guys come in there, they leave our monsters. It's a lot of knowledge in there, man. We kicking it out to them kids and we creating monsters gym over there. So I'm really staying on that gym. That's, that's really, that's really just giving my knowledge, man, and helping these young guys get an opportunity, man. It's just, you know, that's, that's really, that's really it. And it's media thing though. I, I, I found it super fun, and I found it super intense. And, and that rush that you get from playing, when you're in that booth calling that game live, it's close to it. You know what I'm saying? You get that same rush. you on the spot. you live. You can't fumble right there. You know what I'm saying? So you get that same feel. So I loved it, man, when I did it. So. I'm going to try to be the best at that too,
0: Jim. I'm going to tell you something right now, and I mean this. I'm not just saying this to say it because I don't. I don't I don't need to. Not at this point in my life, in my career. I've done this thing for more than 30 years. Dude, you're going to be so good at this. You're already really good at it with limited reps. And again, it's because you're different and you're different because of your point of view, your experience, your point, your uh, personality and point of view. But dude, most of all, it's your process. It's like your respect for the process and the work. You will kill that game. I know you will. Now, what about the podcast? It's called call to the booth. I know you've got a special episode coming up on Sunday, January 31st. What are you going to do for that episode? Leib?
1: Oh yeah. Uh, I, I appreciate that too, Jim, that, that, uh, what you just said, I, I appreciate that too. But, uh, yeah, we got the special call we got the special uh no fly zone edition, man. We got the five year, five year anniversary of this chip. And man, I got them boys on with me, man. Chris, TJ, Stu, and Roby. You know what I'm saying? That back end, that secondary, man. We just got on there for about an hour, kicked it, reminisced, man, talked about that team, talked about that year. So it's gonna be a dope episode, man. Everybody check it out, you know. Apple Podcasts. Uh you wanna watch it, it's on YouTube. Call to the booth though, man. That's my podcast and uh no fly zone on that thing on Sunday.
0: Dude, what a blast that is. Listen, last thought, no matter what happens, nobody can take that chip. Nobody can ever, ever, ever take that chip from you. What's it Not represent, it man? What's it some of the best to ever do it, have never gotten one or even had a chance to play for one. What's yours represent to you?
1: Uh that's Super Bowl fifty. That's that's like my that's like my my ultimate accomplishment honestly like the, the, my number 2 ultimate accomplishment is is getting drafted cuz i my whole life i ain't i ain't go all my whole life saying saying i'm going to win a super bowl and i went all my whole life saying man i'm i'm going to get drafted and go play in nfl so once i was able to do that that was my ultimate accomplishment all my life and then when i won that super bowl and it was like damn we the best team in the world right now like out of everybody in football you know what i'm saying and i was a, a starter a, a key contributor to that team one of the leaders on that defense, that was like, man, that was like the best AFC champion from the AFC championship to the parade. That was the best, one of the best months, months of my life. So that meant everything to me, man. And, and, and guys who don't got one, man, you better get you one. You need to feel that. And guys like Tom, I bet you that I bet you every time he win one, it's that same feeling.
0: There's no doubt, man. That's what's got him working the way he's still working at age 43. Exactly. I got to tell you, dude, keep that was so fun, man. That was so much fun. And I say that as somebody who's done this 30 years, man, I've talked to everybody in the world. There are very few people who show up like that. So I appreciate you. That was an absolute blast. I know it's going to be a great podcast on Sunday when you get to kick it with your guys. And I hope you and I can get together and chop it up again soon because that was awesome.
1: For sure. I appreciate you, Jim, having me on. And uh let's do it, man. You let me know. We're, we're running.
0: So, are you craving some protein after a good workout? You know you are. This time, though, don't make a shake. Don't eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender, and it's made with real strips of steak in quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. Old Trapper is a family-owned business. They take their smoked beef extremely seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Like, who wants dried, tough beef in a bag? Nobody. Old Trapper, though, is the real deal. And it comes in four amazing flavors. Old-fashioned, teriyaki, peppered, hot and spicy, So the next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying that way. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? An enormous thanks to Akeep Tlaib for his time and for that amazing insight. He broke that down beautifully, didn't he? For more of Lieb, check out his podcast, Call to the Booth. And for more of this podcast, make sure to get subscribed so you never miss a future episode. That way you don't go looking for it. It will find you. Back next week with the 161st installment. But until then, here are your voicemails.
2: First new message.
3: Hey, Rob, it's me. It's me, Silk. Eric Silkinson. Silk in San Antonio, man. I'm a bra, man. Come on, man. No, oh, it's good for me.
2: Message deleted. Next message. Deleted. Next message.
3: Romy, Justin, and Melbourne. Uh, Can we please put the debate to rest? I'm a die-hard Steeler fan, and I can't stand Tom Brady. And I've always said, well, Brady played a different era. He wouldn't be the GOAT. Listen, Brady's the GOAT. Bottom line, he can win in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and he's dominant now. He'll be dominant then. Bottom line, the best there ever was, the best there ever will be. Congrats.
2: Message saved. Next message.
3: Hey, Romy, man, uh, it's your boy Mad in LA. You know, I got a lot of love for the jungle. I mean, truth be told, man, some of these cats could drop dead tomorrow, like the B.I. Sleeves or Fat Boy Jeff in Richmond, and I probably wouldn't fat an eyelash. But what a gut punch this week. I tell you, Trapper. R.I.P. Trapper, man. I remember when that guy was calling in, I mean, eons ago, telling you about how he was living under, you know, a friend's house, I believe, fighting addiction. Dude ended up being a lawyer and just on top of the world, man. And uh he kicked cancer's ass in the end. Cancer got him, but, man, cancer didn't know what the hell hit him for that three-plus years. That Trapper was fighting it. Rest in peace, Trapper. You are a jungle legend. Jungle mafia.
2: Message saved. Next message.
3: Hi, Jim. Bella in Calgary. I am listening to E Street Radio on Sirius XM and remembering Trapper and thinking about how Bruce Springsteen got to meet him. How cool is
2: that? Message saved. Next message.
3: Hey, Jim. Listen, I got mad respect for you, but your boy did not lose with dignity. Your boy, Aaron Rodgers, is a bitch. And he got taken out like a bitch, and he took it like a bitch. The bitch that he is. So tell the bitch not to bitch because he's a bitch, and don't be a bitch.
2: Message deleted. Next message.
3: Jim, the last person you want to hear from, that call by Trapper's sister was, wow, bone chilling, and it's just a confirmation that, hey, dude, family's real, and family will see family on the other side. Now, for all of the clones and all of the people that call this number, I'm here to testify that the number is real. It's connected to a real person, because the first time I called this morning, Jim deleted the call after, like, the first ring. It was so hilarious. So, Jim, thanks for letting me know that you are there. Callers, keep calling because Jim will listen to them. Or he'll do you like he did me. Maybe not. Maybe I'm the only one who does that too. Delete.
2: Message saved. You have no more messages.